Welcome to the 44th episode of the Kratom Sobriety Podcast. I am Decima and I'm here today with Charlie. What are we going to talk about today, Charlie? I want to tease the interview. It's Tyrone and it leads into the topic. He quit Kratom successfully, but he has some lingering doubts of whether or not this is a permanent restraining order against Kratom or if he's just taking a break. I know some people, when they quit, they have doubts. I'm going to quit for a year and then revisit this. Versus some of us, we've been through the rainer and we have real convictions that this is like going to be a forever quit. Understand tolerance breaks. I know what that means because as somebody that uses cannabis regularly, I have to do that with cannabis. So when you say tolerance break, to me, that makes me think of somebody that's probably not suffered a lot of negative consequences yet, or at least not enough to make them want to quit permanently. Maybe they're just starting to question that and seeing like signs of things that, you know, that aren't so good. So they need to take a break. I guess there's different reasons for needing that tolerance or that break. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. What do you think about this? I think it's a continuum. It's that balance between you got to do it a day at a time. I think a lot of times when anybody tries to quit any substance, maybe the idea of not drinking forever is like just that's analogy. You got to eat the, you don't have to eat the whole elephant in one bite. Right. So we support anybody's effort to have any amount of time away from Kratom. When you have that time away, whether it's a day or a week or a month, that will give you a different perspective. You might get to the point where you have enough consequences, enough experience where you say, it's an absolute, like I can't moderate the substance, these attempts to vacation away from it and then revisit using just isn't working. So I definitely can understand that. I think that also has a, you know, has a lot to do with what separates an addict from a person that's not an addict. A lot of us probably wish that we could moderate it. We have attempted to moderate it back before. Now I'm going, I'm backing up into my rear view a bit. Back in the days when I was still trying to quit, I would quit, get a little bit of time relapse, quit again. And I did have that attitude. At least I took a break. At least I gave my health a break for a little bit. But I'm definitely one of those people that no matter how much I tried to moderate it, it just wasn't, it wasn't something I was able to do. And even if I was able to do it, it eventually Kratom started making me so sick that it was just not an option for me to continue to use anymore. So I think it has a lot to do with consequences and if you're an addict. And I think Kratom, more than other substances, at least in my physiology, in my experience, it is a substance that I think a lot of people, it produces tolerance fairly quickly and actually taking a break from it or quitting sets you up in a trap. And I think that's one of the reasons why people relapse on it is because If you're off of it for a couple months or six months, it's a real reset. And when you take it again, you almost go back to that honeymoon period Yeah, for a certain amount of time. Right. I think there's some compounding symptomology that it's progressive, a bottom that you're going to revisit. 
And I think for most people, if you are an addict, just like you said, things are going to get bad. Everybody's timeline, that trajectory looks different for everybody. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I love the bite the elephant analogy because it is easier to take on any goal in little chunks and see progress. I'm not going to say that somebody taking tolerance breaks and breaking here and there and relapsing, that's not progress because I definitely see every bit of that as progress because you're giving your body a break. I just want to say that I don't personally think that everybody should not take Kratom. I'm I'm not like for myself personally, yes, Kratom is evil, insidious, sludge, yuck. But for other people, if that's your thing, I'm not like nobody should ever do Kratom. So I want to make that very clear. If you're able to take tolerance breaks, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. There's an old joke. If you're on the internet and you're taking a questionnaire about, am I an alcoholic? <laughs> you likely do not need to take that questionnaire and you can answer that. <laughs> you likely are an alcoholic, but, but there are gray area users. There are people that had mild consequences and they're starting to question the relationship and we can't judge that. It's a rare case in AA. I've met maybe a handful of people on one hand that over the years I met had a bad relationship with booze. Maybe they got one DUI and I met them like five years later and they're able to drink one beer at a ball game and they change. And you might know some people like in college, and I'm sure there's Kratom users like that too, that kind of did it, took it too far and they need to, and then they can eventually moderate and use it just like any kind of substance. By all means, if it helps you to quit Kratom, to do it in chunks like that, hey, I support that too. Whatever it takes is my, that's like my motto these days. And I'm going to tell you and myself and everybody like whatever it takes, just do that thing. As long as it's not something against your morals and all that shit. Just do what you have to do to protect your sobriety because it's so precious. Hey, I can't wait to hear what Tyrone has to say about this subject. I'm super yeah. interested. And, and for the record, I'm on a permanent lifelong tolerance break. Um, <laughs> Same. I cannot tolerate it at all. It's intolerable. <laughs> for me, it is definitely intolerable. I agree. Note, if you're trying to find us on Facebook, we were hacked by somebody. I think it was because when the show first started, I bought some Facebook ads when I only had 20 listeners day. And it's not uncommon for anybody that has credit card associated with their Facebook account, marketplace ads. There's some vulnerabilities in Facebook. So we got hacked and now it's been disabled and Dang. proving to be impossible to recover it. And it's very possible that the podcast is not going to have a, a official Facebook presence anymore because over meta, though we are on Instagram, that wasn't hacked, I guess. We'll keep our Instagram account, but if you need to get in touch with us, Kratom Sobriety at gmail.com and Decima's all over the Quitting Kratom Facebook support page. You can find her there. Yeah. If you are on Facebook, all is not lost. And I'm sure if you do get up and running again, you'll announce it here. Now for that interview that Jacob has with Tyrone. This is Jacob, and today on the podcast, we have Tyrone. 
Tyrone, how are you doing today? Hey, Jacob, I'm doing great. How are you? Glad to have you on the podcast. So I'm 30 years old. I live in the Northeast of the United States. I'm a black guy. I'm, I'm just a regular <laughs> black guy you'll see walking around. I currently, um, I work in the tech industry, so I do like software development kind of stuff. And yeah, for fun, I spend a lot of time outdoors. I do a lot of hiking. Video games is a big thing I've done. That's actually what drew me to Kratom. Video games, hiking. I used to dance salsa, which is very interesting. In my oh, early wow. 20s. Yeah, in my early 20s. I, I was actually a professional dancer for years. Yeah, yeah. So these days, not so much. I, I just do it kind of as a little hobby. Background, I'm, I'm single. No, I don't have a girlfriend or a wife or kids or no pets either. And that's something I want to get into as well with Kratom. But okay. yeah, I'm, I'm a single person and just living, yeah, just living life. How did you find out about Kratom and, and when did you first use it? it? It's funny, man. So I found out about Kratom through a blog that I used to read. In, in fact, the person who owns his blog, he actually owns the company. I heard of it somehow and I don't remember why. Yeah, so it's a pretty big Kratom brand. and That must be it. <laughs> so he... Basically, he had a blog and it was like a blog about like self-improvement kind of stuff. And I started reading this blog when I was like in my early 20s. So I had found out about Kratom years ago, like almost probably eight, nine years ago. But I never used it. I would just read about it. And he would talk about how it was like a, it was like the coffee plant. <laughs> That's what they always say. It's like the coffee plant. Productivity. He talked about how, oh, this plant helped me achieve everything I've achieved in my life. He really sold the plant. And obviously he probably had some self-interest because he owned it. And so a couple years later, I decided to give it a try. I don't know what made me do it. I guess the productivity. I had got my first job as a software engineer. And I was like, you know what? Let me try this Kratom stuff because I have to give demos and I have a little bit of anxiety. Let me try this. Mm. Maybe it'll help. So I started taking Kratom. And if the first time I took it, didn't really like it that much. It took a while to get used to it. And then at some point, I really started to enjoy it. And I was only doing one dose per day. I was doing like a two gram dose or something like that. Okay. And this was probably like in 20s, probably like 2018, 2019. Okay. When I, when I decided to use Kratom, but I had found out about it probably in like 2015, but I didn't use it until 2018. Started using it and I would just use it for productivity. I didn't really think about the addiction or I didn't even know addiction. Like you could be addicted to anything. I didn't even know. Was this your first like uh, foray into addiction, no history of like substance abuse before this? Exactly. So I've, I've oh, never okay. seen the uh, history of any substance abuse. In fact, I never really liked substances because it, I felt it always it took me out of the reality, like my personality. I felt like it always altered me and I didn't really like that feeling. Okay. But Kratom, but so Kratom didn't do that initially. It just gave me like a, a mood lift, but it just made me, it amplified my personality in a way. And I think that's what I liked about it initially. Okay. So a couple years go by, maybe two years. So we're talking like 2020 now. I've been using Kratom off and on. Like I would go a couple of days, wouldn't use it. Some days I would use it very off and on. I, I had no addiction to Kratom at all. Okay. And then and then 2020 hit, and this was the pandemic. And yep. that's when things got interesting. 
I still maintain my life. Like I work out three, four times a week. I'm into bodybuilding. I eat well. I have social friends, etc. I have girls I date. So it's, it's not like I just let Kraden destroy my life. Mm-hmm. It was only like a nice thing that I would just do in the evenings. That's really what it was. And at some point it turned where I started getting stressed out because I started, I wanted to start my own business and okay. trying to work a nine to five job and start your own business is very stressful. So with yeah. Kratom, I would use Kratom to be a workhorse. <laughs> like I would just take Kratom to numb out and it would just help me get hours and hours of work done and not feel the pain. I have a lot of history with substance abuse, unfortunately. And for me, it was like very functional, which was a weird, it was, it's just a weird substance. That's totally true. And that's like my experience as well, man. It was like very functional. And I think that's what I did like about Kratom compared to like alcohol or mm-hmm. even like weed, because it just takes me out of my personality so much and it makes me different. I didn't like that, but Kratom just amplifies you. Um, We're, yeah. Were you a, were you like an exclusively like a powder user? Did you use capsules? Did you use extracts? Just curious what yeah, that was so like I'm, for you. It was all powder. Okay. Um, I never tried the extracts. I never tried capsules. It was just always like loosely. Um, Good for you. Powder. Don't try them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, honestly, that's probably why it hasn't really, I, it's probably why I never hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the powder, it doesn't give you quite as a high, <laughs> I don't think. Obviously, you can take a lot of it, but that's another thing. I could never really stomach a lot of Kratom. Like when I hear people mm. say they take 40, 60 grams a day, I'm, it just blows my mind. I'm like, and it's not, I'm not trying to knock on anybody. I understand it's, it's tough. But for me personally, I never was able to stomach more than, I think the highest I got was probably like 10 grams a day or something like that. Um, spread out, like I would do a dose maybe at 3 p.m. and then maybe another one at 7 or something like that. Okay. The, um, just out of curiosity, like what, what was the highest you got up to? I'm sure we'll get there, but it was just curious. Yeah, the highest I got up to was last year, last summer, and I got up to about probably like 12 to 15 grams a day. Okay. Um, so never like crazy high. And that's why I thought, like when I found out, I didn't even know people were addicted to Kratom until I looked it up on Reddit. And I read okay. I saw this subreddit of people taking like hundreds of grams of Kratom. I'm just like, it shocked me. I, I really had no idea. And that's what really opened my eye. And I'm like, I might have an actual problem. I didn't realize it until I saw those stories. And and when did you first see those stories? So when did you think that it, it started to become a problem for you? I I think it started, I noticed it started to become a problem for me in like last year, last summer, when I noticed my life started to go to crap. <laughs> um, okay looked around. And again, I had no idea about addiction. I didn't know what were the signs. I had no idea because I've never been addicted. Mm-hmm. I looked around. I looked, my hair wasn't cut. My skin just started to look very weird. I just looked strung out. My eyes, dark circles around my eyes. And I'm a black guy. So it's, it's hard to really t- tell, but I <laughs> yeah. could tell. I could tell, but and mm-hmm. I, my hygiene, I stopped caring about my hygiene, my apartment, I, pizza boxes, leftover, just a mess. And I'm like, why don't I care? I, I just didn't care about anything. Relationships, I stopped caring. And I didn't know it was Kratom. I didn't. I thought maybe I was depressed. I even went to a psychiatrist. Okay. Am I depressed? I didn't know it was Kratom until one day I looked it up and I saw the uh, quitting, quitting Kratom subreddit. And that's what made me realize, okay, I think I got a problem. 
how did you go about getting off Kratom? Did you taper? Did you go cold turkey? What was your what was your strategy there? Yeah, so I would say my strategy when I quit was I was on about 12, I think maybe 15 grams, something like that when I quit. And I cold turkey, I just cold turkeyed it. And I did have some little bit of withdrawals, restless legs. It always makes me actually laugh. I don't know why. I, I find restless legs funny. I found I just, them terrible, but that's interesting. <laughs> I just gotta find restless legs a funny thing. Like you're just laying there and you just you can't stop kicking. You can't stop moving. Yeah. Just, I, I know it's, I'm sorry to, to laugh. No, no, it's it's fine. You have to have a little bit of gallows humor with this to, stuff, man. I think. Yeah. I found a little bit of humor in the suffering. I just couldn't believe I let this substance bring me that love. So of course I had the depression, like crippling depression was like my thing. I probably already been a little bit genetically predis- uh, predisposed for like depression and anxiety, but coming off Kratom really crippled, like crippling depression, anxiety, just like a, just a despair, man, that really sinks into your bones. And I heard that from so many people and that was my experience too. I had, I had some, I was on a lot more than you, unfortunately. And I, I had some really severe like withdrawal systems but um, i can get through all that but the anguish is how i've heard it described and that's how i would describe it it was just like terrible and that's what led me to relapse so many times unfortunately depression was just so bad and i remember i think i relapsed actually a couple days later and then i relapsed and then i quit again and then i actually quit successfully for eight months almost i quit last october oh wow that's awesome yeah, appreciate it. And I lasted up until I had no intention of going back until one day, like probably in July or June or something like that. I had this kind of like thing, you know what? That Kratom stuff, let me give it a try again. <laughs> maybe I can maintain it. And maybe I'll just keep it for a thing in the evening. It's but so what funny I didn't realize is once you become addicted, stuff. once you experience addiction with the substance, you, it, it's no moderations. Like the myth of moderation, you think you can moderate it. But you just can't, man. You you just can't. Yeah, once you cross that line, there's no going back. Yeah, we all tell ourselves that. I think that's so common with with people that have any sort of addiction history. I did it with alcohol so many times. I can't tell you the amount of times I was like, oh, I'll just have one. Never exactly. happens. Never worked. Exactly. And it's and the thing about kratom is it. I, I didn't realize how bad it was affecting me until I found out about quitting Kratom Reddit. And I was reading the stories and I'm like, wait, I'm experiencing this too. That's something I'm experiencing. And I thought it was just something maybe because I'm getting older or something mm-hmm. like that. I didn't know it was the addiction. Like, why did I stop losing joy and everything? Why did I stop doing my hobbies? All I wanted to do was just take Kratom. I looked at my life and I'm like, all I do is just work, go to the gym and take Kratom. That's all I wanted to do. I would even have dates and I would flake on dates to take Kratom. That's how I knew, okay, this yeah, is a problem. As a 30-year-old um, male, that's the last and it thing really you just should be kind doing. Of, it, Kratom makes you live the life of an addict while still being functional and no one can see, like no one can really tell. Or I'm sure they can tell, but it's not blatantly obvious that you have a problem. And so you yeah. live, yeah, you kind of live misery and you don't really know until you peek your head up and you're like, my life is going to crap. Yeah, it doesn't ruin your life 
you know, a severe alcohol habit will, or like an, a, a fentanyl habit or a, a Coke habit or a meth habit will like those things it, when they get out of control, like there's damage and consequences and there can be that with, with Kratom too. But for a lot of people like yourself, you can just go on and isolate and just like you said, it, it just becomes all you do. And exactly. it, when you look at it in hindsight, it's probably just as damaging to your soul as it is as a severe addiction to something else's because it's all the same crap. It's just different levels of hell is how I would describe it. And it's funny you mentioned like the the way Kratom impacts your soul. It really just, yeah, it just kills your spirit, man. You look up one day and you're just like a husk of a person. You look up one day and you're like, who am I? What happened to that person who had that kind of lust for life? Who had that vigor for life? Yeah, I had the same experience. It was like, it really just, it, and I've had that experience with other things too, but it was particularly pronounced with this subject, or with, I'm sorry, with this substance. So you relapsed, you said in July. How long did that go along for? Did you, did you relapse again or and get clean? Any Anything before you finally got off? You said, I think, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. So. I- I relapsed and it it wasn't even like a relapse back in July because I had went eight months and I didn't even really have a craving for Kratom. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a thought that popped in my head like, hey, let me just try that Kratom thing. I have some free time. I'm off work. Let me just take some Kratom. Just enjoy my time yep. playing some video games. So it wasn't even like a planned craving relapse. I just okay. forgot, I had forgot about Kratom up until then. And that just shows you how insidious it is. Interesting. Even at a low dose. Yeah. Um, we're not talking about a lot of Kratom. We're talking like 10, 15 grams, most of the time less than that. So yep. I got back on in July. Then I realized, okay, it started to ramp up <laughs> again. I was taking five grams a day. Then it ramped up 10 grams, 15 grams. Yep. And that's when I realized, okay, time to quit. So I quit again in August. And then I went until probably like November, early November. Okay. And then I quit again. Then I relapsed again <laughs> a couple of weeks later and I only okay. relapsed one day because I wanted to, it's crazy with my relapse. It's not so much as cravings and I've studied myself. And what I found is the reason why I wanted to take Kratom or I'm drawn to take Kratom is I wanted to see what, it feels like you can make reality better. It's okay. I'm, I'm having fun. I'm enjoying life. Okay. Maybe I can take Kratom and it'll make it even better. And mm-hmm. that's what why I want to take Kratom because if I'm doing anything, it kind of makes it more enjoyable. If I'm working or if I'm watching TV or watching a movie or anything, it kind of just amplifies the feelings. But yeah, the like problem- a mood lift, basically. You're exactly. not looking to numb out or, or maybe escape from anything, but you're just looking to get that edge. Exactly. And that's exactly what it is. So for me, my life is pretty great. I'm not trying to escape anything. I'm not trying to escape any emotional pain or trauma. Mm-hmm. I've dealt with all those things. It's more so just, uh, oh, let me just do Kratom because it's going to boost up the good feelings already. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. But the problem is that kind of turns on you. You start to chase that. That's the problem that I discovered. found that with substances, too. Sometimes you, you, you think something's working for you, and then you chase that feeling, and then eventually it always turns on you because it's just it's, you're not living to your true self and your true spirit. Exactly, and it it separates you from the moment because typically, I like to like meditate. I meditate like twice per day, 
just mm-hmm. because I'm kind of a, the ADHD kind of guy. Like I'm very anxious and all over the place. Okay. So I, meditation really helped me a lot once I mastered it. But the thing with Kratom is I noticed that Kratom takes me out of the moment. Like instead of like just being in reality and just dealing with what comes, Kratom separates you from yourself. It, you don't even know who you are at some point. After a couple of days of Kratom, I lose track of who am I? What do I like? What don't I like? And it's like you have this other personality. It's very weird. Very yeah, strange. It's, it's almost like like living like in a groundhog day but like you said like another reality it's like the same day every day but it's not really you it's you're almost exactly. watching you're almost watching yourself from like a third person perspective or something it's very exactly. surreal exactly. And so exactly um what it was like and it's what really draws me to kratom to use kratom is i think it's the boredom and, and this is what it is for me personally okay. for everybody else there's different things but for me it's like because i don't have a wife. I don't have kids. I don't have a girlfriend. I literally have no reason not to use Kratom for fun, just like recreationally. It's not that big of a deal. And I think that's why I had a, such a, a, a hard time quitting, I think, because I just didn't have anything to lose. And I didn't take enough Kratom to hit rock bottom. If I took 40, 60, 80 grams per day, I probably would have hit rock bottom and realized, okay, I can't take this stuff. But because yeah. my dosage never got really, and this is the problem with actually moderation. Because your dosage never gets high, you don't hit rock bottom enough to make you like know, okay, I got to stay away from this stuff. So you dibble and dab and it still impacts you. It still has the same impacts. That's the thing. So I I had a very similar experience with alcohol for a long time. Like I would, I would be able to just have a couple drinks here or there, not here or there, like pretty regularly, but like it, I got promoted at work. Everything was fine. Like I never got any trouble or DUIs or anything. And I, I never, ever did. My usage just ramped up and it became to a point where it was just not giving me any sort of positive benefits and it was starting to ruin my life. But there were no like severe, like rock bottom moments. You know, that doesn't always happen. But like you said, you know, if you probably continue to, to use, you'd probably get there. So I think you said you've been clean now for a little over three weeks. What's different about this time? What are you, what are you planning on doing to, you know, ensure that you don't fall back into it? That's a really good question. And to be honest, I don't think anything is different this time. I think okay. I know the same thing. It's like the same lessons. Okay, I know this kind of isn't good for me. It's not sustainable. Okay. But I don't think, and this is just me being honest. And I know we have a lot of people struggling, so I want to be careful with my words. But yeah, please be honest. Um, I haven't reached that point where I feel like Kratom, I have to like indefinitely stay away from Kratom. Okay. I, I, haven't, I haven't really reached that point. I, I think I, I know for a fact I can't take it continuously for like years and years. It's more like I can take Kratom for a couple of weeks, but I know after that, it's like, okay, I got to get off this stuff. But the problem is that you have withdrawals and that's the thing. So I'm yep. trying to sort this out. And this is one of the reasons why I really wanted to hop on this podcast because me personally, I'm trying to sort out what to do. Should I quit it for good? Should I not quit for good? And I'm like in that limbo land where I haven't quite figured out what to do for me personally. I don't know if you can relate to that. I can. I think what we would, or what uh, addiction professional would classify your usage as, and I'm not an addiction professional, but this is just what I've heard, is, is like gray area mm-hmm. usage where you're not 
you're having some consequences or, or maybe you're thinking you're having some consequences, but you're also still believing you're getting benefits or, or maybe you are getting benefits from the substance you're using. So you're still trying to determine, is this something I want in my life? And if so, how do I avoid the consequences? I think the problem is, I don't know if there's any way to avoid those consequences, like you said, because once you cross that threshold where moderation becomes almost impossible, it's, I, I have yet to meet someone that's been successful <laughs> of being able to do it. I'm sure now saying that, I'm sure there are people that have. I just don't know. <laughs> exactly. Me either. I haven't seen any stories of anybody being able to really moderate it. And I actually, that's a really good way you put it. I think that's exactly where I am in, in like that process like in the gray area where it's not t it's taken away but i'm like okay maybe it's a way i can avoid it maybe it's not like it's kind of a weird area man and i haven't quite figured it out maybe i should talk to somebody actually about it because now that you mentioned that they may be able to help me get some clarity on how i feel about it but nevertheless yeah. though the negatives i i know deep inside i shouldn't be taking kratom just honestly if i'm really being truthful with myself i know i should not be taking kratom I think that's it right there, right? You, there's a part of you that, that, that knows that you'll probably be happier, better exactly. off long-term if you just avoid it and whatever perceived or tangible or intangible benefits you're still getting from it, they're probably short-lived at best. And exactly. What and you, it's do, like, you don't exactly. want to get to the point where some of us have gotten, I don't think either. <laughs> exactly, man. And Jacob, is you take Kratom. It, so I've really done a lot of journaling and just trying to understand the plant in the relationship with the plant. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that because before we hit record, listeners, you had said that you did a lot of research. So tell me about that. How, what did you learn and, and what do you want to share with everybody? The reason why I think Kratom is so dangerous is because it takes a part away from you that you may not realize is important to you. It, it numbs out certain parts of your humanity. It turns off something in your brain or in your body that makes you care about the things you should care about. And that, that, that might just be the numbing aspect, but it's like a social thing. And I think I did some research on this. And when you socialize, when you care and love other people, it actually activates. I, I want to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it activates some of your op opioid receptors. And yeah, it releases you, oxytocin exactly. and dopamine and it hits on those. Exactly. Yeah. And when you use Kratom, it numbs that out. <laughs> it yep. gives you that. It gives you what you would get from just doing normal things in life and drain your soul because you stop caring about your mental well being. You stop caring about your relationship to the world. And that's what makes life worth living. I think that's what makes life interesting is having that kind of that vigor and that kind of just interest in other people in life and getting out and living your life and chasing not the good feelings, but just chasing uh, fulfillment and Kratom just gets into your soul, man, where you can't see anything but Kratom is just, you see all various shades of green. And that's what I felt like my thoughts were just corrupted with just various shades of green, man, that green powder. As far as my, I'm a religious person. I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kratom made me really stop caring about God. It made me stop caring. I almost became an atheist actually when it, uh, because of Kratom. Yeah. And, I just, and I started watching the clock. That's another thing about moderating my, my usage. 
I'm like, okay, what time is it? Okay, six. Oh crap, I can't take a dose yet. Okay, let me wait. And it's you don't want to live your life. Who wants to live like that, man? Who wants to live in this state of misery and nobody knows about it? Like people look at you and they're like, that's a normal person. But you got this thing, man, that's really dragging you down. Yeah, it's this this insidious monkey on your back. Yeah. There's a lot in what you said that I can relate to and I think is it's it there's uniqueness to Kratom, but there's also but it overlaps other addiction and substance use addiction is in in my opinion it's both a medical it can be both a medical and a spiritual disease but it's always a spiritual disease so that's why regardless of if if someone does like a medical treatment or or uses medication to get sober they still have to work on the spiritual side because like you you said addiction really can weigh on your soul and it, it can change you in a way there's nothing that Every addict I've ever talked to that's gotten sober has said this, that that natural high you can get from exercise or on a date with someone that you really connect with or playing with a dog or meeting your nephew for the first time. Like all those experiences that are just so wonderful to experience as a human being. There's no drug or substance out there that can actually replace that. But when you are so into something like Kratom, like you said, that green dust, that green powder just becomes more important than any of those other experiences, or it can. Exactly, man. And this other thing I noticed is I started eating more unhealthy. That's the thing. Oh, I did that too. I ate so many brownies. <laughs> and I don't even eat them that much. Normally. Yeah, it's crazy. You just really stopped caring. And I started eating like, I would take Kratom and just eat something like fatty and unhealthy. And it would make the Kratom hit harder by eating something unhealthy. I don't know why that is like eating like a fat soluble meal or something. It just makes amplifies it, but I would just eat unhealthy. I would just, my place was disgusting. Like it's just, it just really drags you down, man. And you don't even know it. Like I said, you don't know it, but yeah, um, it's a spiritual battle. I agree with you. And I think for me, because I, it, it's really hard because I'm a single guy, I really don't have any bad consequences for using Kratom other than knowing that, okay, in the future, this is going to be a problem. And yeah. And you right. probably might not also have someone that could help you, like hold you accountable to. Or, and man, you, 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 and I, I think that's what makes it so difficult. Cause if I had a family, a wife and kids, that would be like, okay, this is really an issue. I got kids who depend. It's just not going to work. But right now it's because I'm like in this kind of just single yeah. I'm free. It's I don't really have a good enough reason yet to completely quit. And like I said, maybe I am completely done. I don't really know. I'm still trying to figure it out. I need to probably talk to some specialists because it is bothering me. And deep, like we said earlier, deep inside, I know Kratom is just something I just shouldn't be taking. I know that deep inside. And I think that's the real issue because I could smoke weed and not have any issues. I don't even think about it. I don't care about it. Um, Yeah, same. I've had a a medical card. I also live in the Northeast and I don't even use it. I haven't used it for months, but I still have it just. Because I could take it or leave it, but I know I can never, I can't drink, I can't use exactly. Kratom, I can't use, there, I just can't use a lot of other substances recreationally and I'm not going to experiment with them. But yeah, I think I, I'm really glad we're having this conversation because I think it's going to be different for everyone. It's not all, oh, I, I took extracts and, and got to the point where I was, my health, my physical health was suffering and that there's usage like yours too. And like you said, you're still figuring it out. But yeah, I would, 
I don't want to persuade you one way or the other because I think you should you need to come to that decision on your own, right? But yeah, if if, if you're feeling that way, I think if you already said you you just saw a psychiatrist and stuff. It might not hurt to you know go think about doing that again. Kratom is it's almost like there's this need. It's very strange where it's almost like you need to hit some type of rock bottom, even mentally. It doesn't have to be literally where your life was destroyed. Like some type mm-hmm. of mental crisis. It's something like has to like knock you out of that state of using. Yeah, um, there's a phrase that's it's you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. So like you just get to a point where you're like, I just can't do this anymore for whatever. It could be for really any reason, but you just you hey man, that's the thing. See, I don't know anything about this addiction process. Like this is all new to me. So I'm learning. I'm trying to learn about this process because I didn't have any clue it was an issue. So the things I'm experiencing, people are like, yeah, that's a part of the process. I'm like, what? I thought this was just some something random I'm experiencing. They're like, no, that's that's the addiction process. Yeah, I'm that's like, that's the addiction process. It's, it starts out slow. It's different for for some people. Some people go from zero to sixty, right? They mm-hmm. by the time they're they, they they smoke a little weed at sixteen or something. By the time they're twenty, they're already deep into something real, real strong like heroin or fentanyl. Other people. It's a very, for me, it was very slow and a long progression, but eventually it just, when I was a decade or so older than you, and when I was your age, I still was thinking I could drink moderately. And it, <laughs> it took me a long time to get to the point where I was like, no, I can't do this can't anymore. Do and that's the thing. So I'm still, like I said, I'm just I'm trying to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause I, I just don't know yet. So I need to really probably just talk to somebody who can explain like how this works, the process. And because right now I'm dibbling and dabbling, I'm doing like three weeks off and I go back for a couple of days and I do three weeks off and go back. And I'm like, yeah. deep inside, again, I know this isn't right. This isn't, it's not going to work. If I want a family one day, if I want to live a life that's fulfilling, man, not just a life where you're just a slave to this freaking stupid green stinky powder. It's yeah. Probably don't want to be like you said, going on dates and explaining and or running out to take kratom. You know what is kratom before dates? I used to pop kratom before dates. Um, I could, I could see that. Yeah, I'm sure you're not. Definitely helped me a lot. I'm not gonna lie, definitely helped. But yeah, what was your question? Oh, my my question was, you know, do you have any other sort of extended support system? If you don't mind my asking, like parents or siblings or something that 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 can help with. Yeah. Okay. Good. So I don't. So I do have. A family, etc. But they don't know about this. They don't even know what okay. kratom is. They don't know anything okay. about. It. They don't even know I'm using kratom. Nobody knows except yep. people you and um. Okay. One of my friends, one of my close friends, because he actually tried kratom years ago. He's the one who introduced me to it years ago. Okay. Uh, he didn't like it, so he never took it again. Uh, I don't think he probably if he probably tried it a couple more times, he probably would have got hooked on it. But he didn't like it, and he knows about it, and he knows it's, we, we both know the dude, yeah, you can't, this isn't going to work. So I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying okay. to get to a point where, okay, this is it. I know I can't go back, but I just, I don't know if I've reached that point yet, man. And I it's, get it. Yeah. it sucks. It sucks because I know I shouldn't be doing it, but I don't have enough something in me to convince me, like, don't go back to Kratom. And it's, yeah. because I know long-term I read the stories. I know, I even know my body tells me I can't, you can't do this. So, so it's, that's where I am right now in the process, but it's a, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. And I would advise anybody 
to stay away from Kratom unless you're, you really need it for some excruciating pain or some issue. Just stay away from Kratom, man. It's not because you don't want to get yourself into this cycle like I'm in right now. You know? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I wouldn't start it. I don't think there's any anything exactly. that's really beneficial that, that you're going to get out of it. Um, like you exactly. said, particularly if you're trying to use it recreationally. Feel free to contact us if you want to talk about or bounce some ideas off of us if you're thinking about using again because we're happy to be a resource and obviously you've got your friends so it's good that you've got some support there so just a couple more questions and uh, a couple of these will be a little bit lighter if you could travel anywhere in the world since you're a single guy you've got that opportunity before you start a family and stuff where would you like to go any anywhere particular you you'd, you'd like to see i'll probably say probably indonesia like Bali or somewhere like that. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, I love the food. I love like the cuisines and stuff like that. I love Thai food. I love Asian food. Me too. I, I would love to just go there and just try different foods, like cooked fresh right in the country. And that's another thing too with Kratom. Kratom takes that away, like that lust for travel and it kind of numbs that out. And that's another thing too. But yeah, yeah I would love to deal with the withdrawals if it's not legal. And <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it, man. I'm like, okay, if I go somewhere for a week, I can't, I don't know if you can take Kratom, but you shouldn't probably pack that on the plane. And it's like, okay, I'm going to go through withdrawals. I can't even damn enjoy my vacation. Another, that's another thing. So you see, everywhere you look, there's negatives. Yeah, the pros, I think if you put together a pros, cons list, you'll find more cons than pros, but who knows? Good point, good point, good point. Um, so what, you know, since you've quit a couple of times now, particularly um, for people that might be, um, like you said, that are at a lower dosage, um, what advice would you give to someone that's getting ready to, to quit Kratom? Anything particular you'd advise them to do? I would say, so I've never been on a high dose. So I don't know if I've actually experienced the real true hard withdrawals. I've only experienced like a couple of days. It's usually a week. After like seven days, I'm pretty much back to like my normal self. Probably not completely. I still have ways of where I feel down. Maybe my sleep might be a little messy, but... okay. Nothing like crazy. So I think if you're on a low dose, it doesn't, the withdrawals aren't terrible. You'll go through a couple of days of just having some issues, maybe depression, probably a really bad depression the first three days. That's usually what I have. First yeah. three days, it's like a crippling depression. And then I bounce out of that. But if you're exercising, eating well, and you're on a pretty low dose, you should be able to get off. But the problem is, again, staying off. And I don't yeah. know because I, I don't, I'm still trying to figure that out. So I don't have any. Okay. Uh, solutions there but yeah supplements i usually uh do calm magnesium that's something that i use a lot i also use i take like a green athletic uh, athletics green powder oh i've heard of that yeah i never tried it though yeah and i also do something that really helped me was doing those airborne vitamin c things like these big packs of like a 2000 milligram dose of vitamin c um, yeah, I've I've read about that, but I hadn't actually tried it myself. Yeah, so those I would just have that stuff, and I would use those. Go to the gym and caffeine. Do maybe do some pre workout and just kind of power through, man. But and that's another thing. The withdrawals haven't really kicked my butt yet. I'm sure it will. I heard that's like a kindling effect with kratom. There with, is, yeah. Instance, that my yeah. my experience was the first time I started off. You not way high into i didn't jump immediately into extracts and up uh, a so crazy high you, dose but so let me ask you this jacob what yep. you used to be like me you were in my spot right now what did it for you did you go back and you learned your lesson how did you make that what did it for me was i uh, when I, I was like 
like you using I, I didn't even use it every day but a couple of days here or there for like the first year i would say up until the pandemic hit and then i went into this like everything was shutting down and i went to the shop where i was buying stuff and the guy was like have you ever tried an extract shot and i was like no and i was like i'm not really interested he's if you like that stuff, you you should just try one. I'll give you a discount on it. And it was like, all right, what the hell? The pandemic starting. What do I have to lose? When I took that, it was like taking opiates again. Like it was wow. legit, like strong. And I was like, okay, it's safe and non addictive, right? So I went back into the store and I bought like ten of the damn things. <laughs> and then from there, it was just on. Like it just went from like this. So I would my probably my advice to you is if you do go back stay the hell away from those things because i think that's where it went way wrong for me and then from there i just i couldn't stop and the withdrawals went from like like you're talking about like really not not great but nothing too terrible to like Mm -hmm. a a week of living hell and i went through that so many times and the mental stuff just got so much worse so that's what did it for me yes it's it's funny you mentioned the shots because I mentioned this earlier, but I found out about Kratom from a blog, like a self-improvement blog years ago. And on that blog, he had like a warning. Don't do abstracts. Like he, he said, stay away from those. That was one of his pieces of advice. Yeah, I, said, I read that too, but I didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've seen him and I've never just been interested. I just felt like, nah, I'm good. I'm good with a little bit of powder. Mm-hmm. So you asked me a question about people who wanted to quit. What would be one of my number I one? I did, yes, advice, yep. So. One of my number one, I thought about this for a second, is you have to make sure your life is full. And not, and I'm not saying that you got to have tons of friends and doing all these extravagant things, but you got to have love. You got to have something in your life that fulfills you. A, a wife, a kid. I'm not saying that's for everybody. I know some people don't want to get married or have kids, but mm-hmm. it, it does provide fulfillment. You got to have something in your life that makes you not. That, that where you don't really want to take Kratom. Because for me, why I take Kratom is for the boredom because I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. On a Friday night, I'm like, okay, why not take some Kratom? It just, and so I think because I don't have anything really in my life that's giving me a lot of fulfillment, not to say I'm depressed. Yeah. But I haven't really found that yet. And so I'm like, okay, why not just take some Kratom? Why not? Yeah. I used to do the same thing with like when I was your age with bars. It's like I, yeah. I never, I never really liked going out to bars that much, but I did because like I liked to drink and I didn't have anything else to do. So exactly. you know, why not? And that's the thing, man. So it's, and I used to be a professional dancer, so I've kind of been to the top of the social. I was like a mini celebrity. I was pretty famous on Instagram. Okay. So I was pretty, yeah. So I really awesome. I was really out there, and as I've gotten older, though, I've embraced more of. What I because I didn't really want to be a, I I did like dancing but yeah I wanted to it wasn't your true passion it wasn't my true passion I it was really like the girls and the drinking and the parties okay and now that I got older I've gotten out of that where I just do it for fun and I'm truly living for myself but the problem is that I haven't really built a life that's like, okay I I I love my life and I don't really want to take I don't need to take kratom. My life is great right now. I work in tech. I don't have any complaints. I'm not trying to escape anything. Mm-hmm. I have no trauma issues, no emotional pains. Like it's literally just boredom. <laughs> That's pretty much why I'm drawn to use Kratom. Uh, I'm glad you're mentioning that though, because I think a lot of people do use Kratom and other drugs like that. Like I've heard that in in 
recovery meetings and stuff, but I think it doesn't get as much, it definitely does not get as much attention as the, the trauma or the the mental illness or whatever other reasons driving to it, but it can be a significant driver for why people do drugs recreationally and recreational drug use can turn into addiction. It happens. I think that's why I haven't really had like extreme problems quitting. Like I'm pretty like, okay, I know I got to quit. It's time to quit. And I'm Mm -hmm. put it down. And it's because I'm not really trying to escape anything. So when I do quit, it's not like I hate my life or I hate some type of pain. Yeah. So, there's really nothing. So it's because I know that and I've studied my relationship with the plant. That's another reason why that kind of makes it difficult for me to quit long term as well. It's because I know that I'm only just doing this because I'm just bored. Like I don't have, I just don't have anything to look forward to right now besides just working, making money and maybe traveling soon. Yeah. I, I just got a new job. I was laid off for a couple months. Okay. Um, so I'm just, I just got a new job, making my money again. So I'm building myself back up. So I'm really like in this kind of place where I'm like, why not just take a little bit of Kratom here and there? But like I said, for anybody trying to quit, if you do use Kratom, man, just make sure when you do quit, you got to have something. You got to have a life. You got to have a life. Because yeah. You can't just do the same thing you've always been doing and just expect to just not use Kratom. So Definitely. that's kind of my advice there. So. Yeah, that's good advice. You got to switch it up. You got to have a purpose on and all the things you mentioned. And yeah, you'll definitely find it as I'm, you continue yeah, to, to live your life. Advice, though. It's interesting to hear your story that you were where I am right now because I haven't met anyone who can understand. So I'm glad that you, you shared that with me. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. My, my first year of usage was like that. It wasn't until the pandemic hit that it, it really ramped up and went crazy. Do you but, think it's something with the shots versus the powder? Because I don't even know what's the difference. The biggest difference is just how much is in there. So the, I, I'm not going to mention the brand because I don't want to get the podcast in trouble. But the brand I was taking was a pretty popular, strong brand. And I think it was like I read it was like equivalent to 13 grams. And it hits you so fast because the powder takes some time to digest, right? It's still yeah. faster than like capsules, but it wow, just, wait, it just hits you. Grand? Wait, did you say Yeah, yeah. 13 grams in, 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 in one of the shots. So times that by four and then they stop working at a point and then you, you take more powder on top of it. So it's a lot. So I think that's what does it. I also think that we had someone that came on that talked a little bit about this, but the method, it, I don't know that scientifically what it is, but it's like the way that the concentration of nitrogenine hits your opiate receptors, like it just activates them more and it just gets you super addictive. That's at least what I've heard. So I think that's what a lot of it is. I, I didn't know shots. I just thought it was already pre-mixed. Like I just thought the shots were just pre-mixed powder. I didn't know it was like a, literally. No, it's a concentrate. It's like a lot of them are like 50 to, to one. So think of 50 wow. times one. It's And some are even stronger than that. They have there also, there's a new product that came out so there's two compounds of kratom. There's well, two compounds that act on your opiate receptors. There's, I, I might say this right, it's either metrogenine or mitragynine. I've heard both, but there's that. Mm-hmm. And then there's 7-O or 7-hydroxymetrogenine. And that one is actually much, much stronger. And it only is metabolized through, through the SIP three or four enzyme. I'm not very good at the sign shit, but yeah. basically, long story short, there's a metabolite of kratom called 7 hydroxymetrogenine there's a company that's just been able to isolate that scientifically and they're selling a extract so that's that that stuff is basically equivalent to morphine 
and then it's basically being sold over the counter. So there's some products out there that are very strong and are then because of just the effect that they have on your opiate receptors that are very addictive. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I had no idea, man. I'm learning something new. I didn't know the shots were that. Yeah. They're well, strong. They, they've been taking like five, six shots a day. And I just thought that meant, like, oh, maybe they're taking 10 grams a day. But no, no. It's a lot more than that. That's like 40 grams per day or something like that. Now it's making more sense. Oh, yeah. And one of the things, too, while we're on this topic is I think the reason why I wanted to hop on this podcast is because I'm noticing younger people are starting to get into Kratom. Um, yep. I'm starting to see a lot of young guys. Like there's a couple guys who go to my gym. They're using Kratom. They had like, Kratom in their bag. I'm like. It's becoming a big pre-workout or post-workout thing. Yeah. And it starts like that, but then eventually it becomes a, an issue. And so I'm looking at these guys and they're pretty young guys in their 20s, et cetera. And they're going to be like me. I feel like all those people are going to be on the path. They're not going to be like hardcore addicted. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like me in the gray zone where they know it's bad. They know they got to quit. They know this but they still use it here and there. And so I wanted to hop on because I want to just warn people that just be careful, man. If you, especially if you're a younger guy, if you're not using Kratom, if you don't have any past addictions, if you don't have any pain issues, just be careful because eventually it will turn on you and it'll become a problem in your life. And yep. it's something that you just don't have to, like why create a problem when you don't have one? I think there's better options. Like I agree. Use marijuana or even if you exactly. really it's kind of funny psychedelics or something if you really want to push it yeah and that's the thing it's like i actually get a better enjoyment and a little bit more high out of marijuana than i do kratom which is interesting but i'm more drawn to kratom and and i think the reason why is because kratom it lifts up your mood it doesn't like i say it doesn't like necessarily yeah make you a different person like when i smoke i become a different person a little bit and marijuana but, is a little more unpredictable too. I exactly. think it's pretty, pretty, pretty mellow. You know what you're going to get. Exactly. And so with Kratom, with the powder, I, I didn't even know there was a difference between the powder and the shots, but I'm, yeah. glad, I'm so glad I talked to you about it because one of those head shop owners probably would have tricked me into shots one day. Yeah, don't try those <laughs> for sure. Is there anything else you want to tell the audience or anything you want to add before we wrap up today? With Kratom, man, if you're trying to quit Kratom, it's not easy. It's, it's really not easy. But you can go back and forth, especially if you're on a higher dose. Have some self-compassion. I think that's the heart, the main thing I'm learning with myself is having some self-compassion to know that I'm, I'm trying. This is something I'm dealing with. It's really a disease. Even yep. if it's only like a minor issue for me, it's not really like a big deal yet for me. But it's still there. And you can't deny that. And so you got to have a little bit of self-compassion. Don't be extremely hard on yourself because a lot of times I found that just makes it worse. Yeah, you that's you beat yourself up. That's really good advice. You, you, the only way you can really heal is if you learn to love yourself as hard as that can be when sometimes you're not happy with the decisions that you made, but you're never going to, like you said, you're never going to get better or be able to deal with this kind of problem without like having self compassion. So that's really good advice. Exactly. And it's with the if you're on a low dose of Kratom too, you got to be honest with yourself too and really assess how is this impacting you? Because I can guarantee you it is. A lot of times I was in denial for a long time. I was like, oh, it's not really that big of a deal. But when I really was honest with myself, I saw this has way more cons than pros. And that's what makes me realize I know deep inside I can't take Kratom. It's not sustainable. 
even if I go back, I know I got to quit. I just know this isn't something that I can do for going to the gym exercise. That's something you can do forever. But I yep. know with something like Kratom, it's just something I'm, it has an end of the road. I think somebody called it an end of the road substance. That's what it is. It's any other drug is going to destroy your life more than Kratom. So if you start, if you take Kratom, it's like an end of the road substance where it doesn't get much, it doesn't really get much, much better than that. You know what I mean? Where you can take this thing and it doesn't necessarily destroy your life and be okay. Most things pretty much destroy your life within a certain time frame. Alcohol, uh, other hardcore drugs, it just drags you down very quickly. But with Kratom, it doesn't quite do that. So I think it's the end of the rope substance, like where when you quit Kratom, you pretty much are making a vow to get completely sober. Besides maybe like pharmacy drugs or SSRIs or whatever, if you need those, but you pretty much making a vow to, like, okay, I'm going to get sober besides like weed or something like that. Oh. Yeah, for a lot of people, it's the last in a long uh, line of things. But for others, it can be the only thing that they've ever True. really had a problem with, like you I and mean. a couple other guests we've had. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so. I really appreciate your, your perspective, Tyrone. It's been really great talking to you. Um, and I'm yeah, I really hope you came too. on. I, I know that I'm not like a, a hardcore addict or no, extremely addicted like a lot of people who probably, because I've listened to all your episodes. I, I love Okay, awesome. And I've, I've heard the stories. And I know my story. People might look at me and be like, dude, you shouldn't even be on here. But I, I just wanted to share my story. No, because it's important. Like, there's going to be more and more people who can relate. And they're going to have this issue. So I want to make sure this podcast is in the ether, is on the internet for people to find when they need it. Yeah, it's important. There's no level of addiction that's better or worse than others. It's all the same. So it's important that we have various perspectives and stories. Again, thank you so much for, for coming on. And um, I wish you uh, luck and um, make that pros and cons list and you know, <laughs> yeah, try exactly. to try to figure out. And I hope you uh, choose to stay. Yeah, I, got some, I got some soul searching to do. I got a little bit of introspection work to do. Kratom in the headlines. The FDA announced this month a grant opportunity to support a human abuse potential study of the botanical Kratom through a clinical trial. Grant proposals are due in March. They're looking for research teams to conduct what's called a human abuse potential study, or HAP. The FDA has warned consumers about the use of Kratom, a plant indigenous to Southeast Asia. Kratom alkaloids have demonstrated both affinity and activity at mu opioid receptors, sites known to be associated with abuse. Although Kratom use is prevalent to date, clinical evaluations of abuse potential have not been performed. This HAP study will help researchers, scientists, individuals using or considering the use of Kratom in the broader public health community because it will generate important findings relating to the safety profile of Kratom. The primary objectives of the study are to characterize the potential abuse and subjective effects of Kratom. Typically, HAP studies consist of screening phase, qualification phase, treatment phase, and follow-up visit. The maximum response on assessments of drug liking should be the primary outcome measure. Other measures such as high sedation and willingness to take the drug again should also be assessed. Novel measures of reinforcement, for example, behavioral economic measures, and our willingness to pay for drug, 
may be considered in consultation with the FDA. Assessments should be performed at the appropriate time points after drug and Kratom administration. Safety and physiological measurements should also be implemented. The expected outcome from the performing the HEP study is a detailed study report describing methodology, conclusions, and interpretation of the study results. And that's Kratom in the headlines this week. Resource of the week. Hey, quitters. This is Jacob. We wanted to highlight, I think it's a relatively new prescription medication. It's a non-opioid, non-narcotic medication labeled and called Lusmira. That's the brand name. It's specifically Lofexidine Hydrochloride Tablet. So basically, Lusmira is a non-addictive, non-opioid prescription medication used in adults to help with the symptoms of opioid withdrawal that may happen when you stop taking an opioid suddenly. And since Kratom acts on the opioid receptors, it could possibly be used as a treatment for that. So it all goes on to say that Lucimerina will not completely prevent the symptoms of opioid withdrawal and is not a treatment for opiate use disorder. So basically, some of the highlights from the manufacturers indicate that it's indicated for the mitigation of opioid withdrawal symptoms and to facilitate an abrupt opioid discontinuation in adults. Starting dosage is 3.18 milligram tablets taken orally four times daily during a period of peak withdrawal symptoms, generally the first of five, seven days. I wanted to read a few um, WebMD reviews. I'll cover one positive and one negative. So the most positive voted review on WebMD for this medication is I was on methadone for almost five years, tapered from 120 milligrams to four over time, but the end was too much. I did research and found Lucimira. I am now three weeks clean and off methadone and it is 100% because of this drug. It does have side effects like feeling woozy and dry mouth because it's a blood pressure med, but sitting here now, it was all worth it. I was on it for about 12 days and tapered at the end. The negative review that I wanted to highlight was I received a sample of this medication and was told to take it every four hours. I wasn't told my blood pressure could bottom out and I blacked out on the bathroom tile floor twice. And it should alert my husband and he helped me to bed. We had no idea what was happening, slept all day long, in pain from falling down my fibromyalgia and RA. By nighttime, I knew something was very wrong, and my husband was going to help me to the car, go to the ER, and I blacked out again, falling face first on the floor. I had to call an ambulance. Paramedics had no idea what this medication was. When they researched it, figured out what was going on, gave me fluids on the way to the hospital. One of these free falls managed to break my leg, had bad bruises, bump over. Two months later, still not over, do not take this medication. So, overall, in general, there's more positive than negative reviews on WebMD, but you've heard kind of one positive, one negative. Just a couple uh, things that I wanted to note here. I'm not an expert. You should research the pros and cons of this medication. I'm not a doctor. I can't recommend it. And basically, do your research. And if you think maybe this could be a tool you want to try or want to talk to your doctor about it, I would suggest that. And until next week, keep it Kratom free. Mm -hmm.